Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. And welcome back to Forum. Scott Schaefer here for Mina Kim. And for the rest of the hour, we're going to focus on a bit of sports history made this week when NFL player Carl Nassib of the Las Vegas Raiders announced on Instagram that he's gay. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. It's a little hard to believe, but that makes him the first NFL player, active player, to declare that he's gay while he's still playing. And joining us now to talk about the significance of Nassib's announcement and the pressures faced by openly LGBT athletes, someone who made history himself when he came out as gay 10 years ago while he was a top team executive with the Phoenix Suns. Rick Welts has just retired after a very successful decade as president and COO of the Golden State Warriors. Rick, welcome to Forum. Scott, always great to be with you. I have to, I hate to start with a correction. Uh-oh, you're not formally with them. I have seven more days in the Golden State Warrior, and I'm going to enjoy every single one of them. Awesome. All right, great. I'm tempted to ask you if you're burned out, given the previous topic, but I won't go there. Um, Let's talk about Carl Nassib. What what in your mind is the significance of uh, his announcement this week? Well, I think it's really big. If you're like me, about 3.30, two afternoons ago, my phone started blowing up with... uh, with alerts from every news organization uh, in the country. I think maybe yours as well. Uh, so obviously it, it, it captured a lot of attention. Uh, I think, you know, because he's a professional athlete in a male sport, uh, but because it's the NFL, frankly, I think, you know, this is, this has not been a place where maybe this would have been expected as much as uh, one of the other leagues. So I think, no, I think it's very significant. And, you know, the big question will be where from here, but watching him uh, express his thoughts the way he did, uh, he's getting good advice. He's a thoughtful guy. And, and uh, I think he's going to have a great experience. I'm going to open up the phone lines now because this is a 20 minute segment with Rick Welts. And if you'd like to join us, give us a call. Uh, the number to call is 866. Where is the number? Here it is. It's here somewhere. You'd think I'd have it memorized by now. Uh, it's, I'm, this is embarrassing. Well, you can, get, you can get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. How about that? We're at KQED Forum, uh, or you can send us an email. It's forum at kqed.org. I'll have that phone number in a minute. 
Um, but let me just ask you, uh, it seemed like the reaction to his coming out uh, on social media from the NFL front office, from the Raiders themselves, I still choke on Las Vegas Raiders, I want to say the Oakland Raiders, but former coaches of his, athletes in other sports like the NBA star uh, Charles Barkley, very positive, very encouraging. How, you know, orchestrated do you think that was or how spontaneous was it? Uh, I'm guessing they didn't have notice uh, just because of the way it came out. I think uh, everyone's reaction was terrific, by the way, as it should have been. Uh, I, I laugh when you said Charles Barkley. I, I have a favorite voicemail from the day I came up 10 years ago from <laughs> Charles Barkley, which is one of the classic uh, interactions I've ever had with Charles. So, uh, you know, I, I, I what I do think is interesting, Scott, you as a as a student of media, I was talking to uh, a Chronicle sports editor yesterday about this, how different uh, the world is uh, over the last 10 years. It took me three months of work and, and orchestration to have my story placed in, in the New York Times on the front page 10 years ago. And today, thanks to Instagram, uh, we all have the opportunity to hear a message like that from the person involved. And to me, it was such an amazing connection. I, I don't know him, I hope to. I feel like I do know him just from watching him, from hearing him. Uh, and it's just, it, it's really indicative of how news is made these days that, that a two minute video can have the kind of impact that, uh, that it did. Maybe that's not good for the radio business. <laughs> that's all right, we've got the audio. You know, what struck me about it is how comfortable he seemed, how casual it was. It obviously wasn't scripted, he was in his backyard. Um, he did say that he'd been thinking about it for, I think he said 15 years. I did the math. He must've been 13. But what do you, what do you make of whether this is, you know, is it easy? Is he going to make it easier for others to come out or is it really just, is this just a statement about him as a, as an individual? Of course, that's the big question. Uh, the hope is it certainly will. Uh, but I'm a little little reluctant to say that just because I've been wrong before. You know, I said the same thing when when Jason Collins at the end of his NBA career decided to come out while an active player. Um, you know, we've we've really only had a couple since, but not in any of the major league sports. So I don't know. I, I hope that the reaction that he's getting and the experience that he's going to have over the next many months when he's going to be the focus of a lot of attention, uh, he seems to be Oh, Rick, I th sounds like we're losing you there. Um, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. There we go. You're back now. Yeah, you're back. No, he just seems like the kind of guy who carries himself very well and will handle this uh, yeah. in, a way, in a way that would encourage others that they can have a really good outcome. Talking with Rick Welts about NFL player Carl Nassib, the first active NFL player to publicly come out. Rick Welts is uh, is. For seven more days, president and COO of the Golden State Warriors. What are your thoughts about uh, this revelation this week on Instagram from Carl Nassib? Give us a call at 866-733-6786, 866-733-6786, or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we are at KQED Forum. You know, you mentioned, Rick, that he's going to be getting a lot of attention, uh, as he already has from the media. And I'm wondering if that isn't part of uh, what the what the teams, the owners now I'm thinking, and maybe some of the players feel is the problem 
with people coming out. You know, I think this is a different situation with Colin Kaepernick. You know, he got a lot of attention, and that was the end of his career in the NFL. I mean, so to what extent is the fact that he's getting all this attention potentially a problem? Yeah, I, I, I think it's real. I think it's a hurdle. I, I When I first came to the Bay Area, I had this conversation with uh, another talk show host, Tom Tolbert, and uh, that was really his one of his thoughts, that the chemistry of a successful team is so fragile, right? And uh, there has to be a thought in a player's mind that I don't want to do anything that is disruptive. I want to be a good teammate. I want to be part of our success. I don't want to do anything that is disruptive to that chemistry. And, and he's, you know, he's, he's going to get a lot of attention because of this. Uh, I hope uh, that that is successful and it proves that, that it's good attention. I think it might have something to do with his timing uh, clearly done in the off season when games aren't being played, which I think was probably pretty smart. Uh, so we're, we'll see, but I do think you're right. in identifying that as a, as one of the hurdles that a player has to get over in his own mind to, to take that step. What are the pressures uh, that, that an, an LGBT player faces to stay in the closet? I mean, I can, I can think of a few. One is obviously what you just said. You know, your teammates are not going to like it or you're going to have to overcome it. You'd rather just not deal with it. There must be financial pressures as well uh, in terms of potentially future, you know, endorsement deals, that kind of thing. What else? Well, I think you're all those things on the list of reality. I actually don't think players are worried about the reaction of their teammates. I, I think there are the other factors are much more important. Um, you know, we tend to think of uh, these 20 something professional athletes as fully formed adults. Um, I don't know about you, Scott, but at 28 years old, I, I had a ways to go. Uh, and, and actually I think it's worse for elite professional athletes because they have been treated differently their entire lives. They've been many ways, been protected because they have been the best at this skill that they have every time they woke up in the morning and people around them have, have done everything to focus them on that. And maybe not even a lot of the real life experiences that the rest of us have. So in some ways, I think they're less prepared uh, to make a decision like this than, than somebody who hasn't had that kind of elite attention because of how good an athlete they are. Uh, and I also think, you know, we have to remember that in an NFL or NBA player, you know, three or four year career is more common than not. Uh, and so the people surrounding a player, there's a huge amount of pressure to be really successful in a really limited career. And, you know, you don't want, you, you have to question, like, am I going to jeopardize my opportunity to be employed or am I going to jeopardize my opportunity if I'm a really good player to limit the, the kind of extra income that I can earn while I'm a player in a high profile league. And I think, I think all those things have to be reckoned with, uh, you know, for Carl to make a decision like he did uh, a couple days ago. Well, and we all remember uh, Michael Sam, who uh, played for Missouri uh, in college, linebacker, uh, came out, I think, before the NFL draft. He was drafted in the seventh round by the St. Louis Rams, but never played a regular season game. What message do you think that sent, if any? I mean, it could have been really more about his, his abilities, or was it about his revelation that he was gay, combination? What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think, unfortunately, he wasn't a very good football player. Or, or he was a very good football player at the collegiate level, not a very good football player at the uh, NFL le uh, level. But th that's why this is so important. This is an established, successful veteran player on the Raiders squad that has a reputation that he's earned. So, you know, I, I, I 
feel bad for Michael Sam, but I don't think the two are comparable at all. Yeah. Talking with Rick Welts, president and COO of the Golden State Warriors, about the revelation this week from NFL player Carl Nassib that he is gay. And uh, what difference might that make? 866-733-6786 is the number to call. 866-733-6786. Mike writes, uh, I'd love to hope that Carl Nassib can carry on with his career. Uh, He's clearly earned that. I hope times have changed. But the NFL repeatedly disappoints me. I'm a diehard sports fan. I just can't help myself. But I always feel willing to avoid or even personally boycott pro sports because of their entrenched traditional attitudes. I'm still stinging about Kaepernick's treatment. Still wrong. And it's it's terrible that he was sidelined. and you, you mentioned uh, Jason Collins uh, coming out uh, at the end of his NBA career, Rick. And I just wonder, at that time, I seem to remember you telling me that there was a group, maybe five or so professional athletes, pretty well-known, who were thinking of coming out at the same time and then changed their minds sort of at the last minute. Am I misremembering that? Can you say anything about that? No, I think that was true. And I, and I think we've had some very high-profile players consider it. Uh, sense and have chosen not to do it. You know, I, I would say in response to your uh, to your listener's question, I, I the first person I called yesterday was Mark Bedane, who's a good friend, president of the Raiders. I, too, have a hard time saying Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we're losing you there, Rick. Go ahead. So actually, you know, that's a good let me just I have to say one thing and then I'll bring you right back. You're listening to KQED Forum. I'm Scott Schaefer. And Rick, go go continue if you would. Sorry. About yeah, that. I'm sorry. I was I was just saying that uh, I'm very confident in what the organizational approach is going to be uh, with Carl. I, you know, and Mark Davis. Let's give Mark Davis some credit. Here. Owner he, of the Raiders. Owner of the Raiders. He he too had a wonderful statement, and he's a guy who's very focused on diversity. You know, he just recently bought a W NBA franchise that's hmm. playing in Las Vegas. Uh, and has been very supportive of women's sports, uh, in addition, obviously, to his work with the Raiders. So I think he's in a great spot. I think he's going to be greeted with open arms. I think he's going to get uh, every opportunity to be as good a football player as he can be based on the talent on the field. Yeah, and I think his father, Al Davis, hired the first African-American coach, Tom Flores. Am I remembering that right? I think you are. Yeah, that's a tradition with Oakland, now Las Vegas. Sorry about that. Uh, Let's go to the phones. And PJ in Oakland, welcome. Hi there. Um, Thank you all so much for covering this. Um, I think it's a truly remarkable thing that, um, you know, the first time in history we have an openly gay um, NFL star um, who's, you know, who's actively in the the NFL to come out as gay. I mean, just during my lifetime, um, we've seen such remarkable shifts in public opinion and acceptance of, you know, people who are not cisgender straight. And I, I think it's truly remarkable. And I hope it's a symbol of, uh, you know, times to come, um, and especially during Pride Month. This is the first month that um, I received, um, you know, happy pride from members of my family hmm. and, or certain members of my family. And, and you know, I, I was really surprised. And I hope, um, you know, acceptance continues. 
and I'm, I'm very happy about this. Yeah, PJ, thanks so much for calling. And Rick Welts, uh, I think that was one of the messages that Carl Nassib had. He said he was giving $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which is yeah. a nonprofit that helps prevent teen suicides, which is a huge problem among uh, LGBT teens. They are often rejected by their families. They're you know, just feel a feeling of hopelessness, ostracized by colleagues, friends, you know, that sort of thing. What impact do you think his coming out will have perhaps on, on young people? Well, I think it'll be very influential. And, you know, certainly my hope, what I sent him as a message yesterday was, you know, that that what he's doing is going to affect a lot of young people who love sports and might, through him, come to believe that they can be successful because of who they are, not in spite of who they are. Um, and I, and I think it's progress. I will, I will say that over the last 10, you know, I never imagined 10 years ago, uh, that I would have a ring on my finger and, uh, be married to my husband because it wasn't legal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, didn't imagine I would be, uh, riding on the NBA float in the New York city gay pride <laughs> parade with the commissioner, uh, Adam Silver of the NBA and a, and a gay referee. Uh, but I also, uh, recount frequently getting invited to the White House. Todd and I got invited to the White House for Obama's last uh, pride celebration. And while there was so much celebration about what had taken place during his administration, he his message that day was very, very, very cautionary. It was like, you know, progress doesn't just move in one direction. Uh, and this, everything that we've accomplished can be reversed just as quickly. So don't don't let down your guard, you know. Yeah. And I think in the last four years, our administration created an atmosphere where uh, inclusion was not at the top of the list. Um, and I so I do think you know this this is part of the march, but the march is going to go on for a while. Yeah. Well, and we saw Pete Buttigieg, uh, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, run for president, did quite well, and was is now in the cabinet of President Biden, and was you know easily confirmed with a bipartisan vote, which can't be said of other nominees like uh, Javier Becerra, for example. So, you know, there is, it, it seems that in some ways, like now, unfortunately, the focus is on transgender kids, you know, uh, because somehow they don't have the same kind of constituency behind them. Um, but it does seem that there's more acceptance broadly, even, you know, among Republicans in Congress now. Yeah, and I... Uh, some I some Republicans, I should say. <laughs> I, for the first time yesterday, is actually a story in the Chronicle today from a lunch I had yesterday with the uh, with the new uh, sports editor of the uh, Chronicle, Christina Carl, who, by the way, is trans. Which, you know, I I think that's that's a pretty substantial move right there in, in and of itself as well. Yeah, and there's a trans woman in the cabinet as well, working for under under Becerra uh, at the uh, HHS. Um, we're almost out of time, Rick, but you you said. Um, we talked earlier about other players who had thought about coming out. I mean, just for, you know, for those of us who don't know, you've been on the inside. I mean, how common is it for athletes to be gay and even to be out to their teammates, perhaps, but just not wanting to be public about it? Uh, I, I don't think the latter is that common, um, although Charles Barkley will tell you he knows the gay players that he played with. I don't think that was their choice in telling him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that part is very common. I, I do think, you know, there are, there are several athletes, some high profile athletes who, you know, are in conversations with some of us who have taken that step, but just, you know, for whatever reason have not felt the opportunity or the time was right 
for them. Will that happen? Uh, will this help encourage it? I guess, you know, that's yeah. a question yet yeah. to be answered. Yeah. All right. Rick Welts, president and CEO for seven more days of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Enjoy your whatever comes next, Rick. I think you're going to be still working for the Warriors on, in one way or another. But thanks so much for joining us to talk about a little bit of history here on Forum. Scott Schaefer here this hour for Mina Kim, who returns tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your comments and calls. Have a great day. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country. We need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.